Welcome to Balance and Beyond, the podcast for ambitious women who refuse to accept burnout as the price of success. Here, we're committed to empowering you with the tools and strategies you need to achieve true balance, where your career, relationships, and health all thrive, and where you have the power to define success on your terms. I honor the space you've created for yourself today. So let's take a breath and dive right in. If you work part-time in any capacity or are considering working part-time, then this episode is for you. A little while ago, I shared the five traps people fall into for part-time work, and it was one of my most popular episodes. I've had people reach out to me, email me, message me on LinkedIn and say, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was falling into all these traps. Can you share more about part-time work? So today I want to share to build on the traps that you fall into, I want to share the actual mindset shifts that you need to make if you're going to be successful, to continue to progress your career and for part-time work not to turn into this horrific nightmare when you thought it was going to solve everything for you. So a quick refresher on what the five traps are, and I'll put a link to the show notes in for that episode. So the five traps that people tend to fall into is that they haven't learned how to hold boundaries yet, which means that when someone says, can you attend this meeting tomorrow or can you get back to me? They usually say yes. You haven't learned to disconnect yet. And that is why you might not be working on a particular day. You're probably still thinking about emails or you know, jumping on or responding here and there. So you haven't actually quarantined energetically your time. You haven't learned to focus yet. Once again, as these boundaries blur, the sudden, oh my gosh, I've got to get this done and and the overwhelm that can happen because workloads rarely decrease by the amount of hours that you have. You haven't built unshakable confidence yet, which means you're still trying to prove yourself. There's a lot of these old people-pleasing behaviors that's very, very easy to sneak in. And lastly, you haven't found your voice yet. And this means owning your decisions. It means that you haven't really communicated to everybody what's going on and you're not very good at saying no. So there will be some parallels because obviously some of these are mindset shifts, but these are the traps that I see. If you don't have those, the flip side of those, you are not going to be successful. Because For many women, they feel like I can't cope with this. The hours are too long. There's just no space for family. There's no space for me. The only way I'm going to get it is if I reduce my hours because the kids don't go back. Partner, don't really want to lose them. So the only thing that has to give is work. And that's wonderful. If that's your choice, that's okay. But what I don't want you to think is that only making structural changes as in reducing your hours in some way, that's not the only way to bring in balance. But it is something many people are considering. So I want to ensure that you have the right mindset that's going to support you, whether you're there already or considering it. Now, when I talk about mindset, you're going to hear me reference sometimes the word muscles or or mindset. And because that's what this is, your brain is a muscle. And just like a glute that fires or a bicep, your neural pathways are lazy and they fire in a particular way. 
And they say that neurons that fire together wire together. So if you've always done something, your brain is incredibly habitual. And that neural pathway, just like if you were to carve out a tunnel at the beach and you know, then the, the wave starts to come up and there's a deep channel or there's a finger line, which pathway is the, the water going to take as it comes up to your sandcastle? it's always going to take the well-carved one. So sometimes carving out these new channels, which is actually what you want, can take some muscle to build. It takes time and energy, and most important, intention. And yes, I know structural issues will play a part in ensuring that you're successful at part-time work in terms of organizational support and various things they can put in place. But in my opinion, managing things like your mindset is much more powerful than you know, agreeing that you've got an out of office on, on your emails, but in the end, it's going to be ignored if you're responding to your day off anyway, because you're falling victim to some of these mindset traps. I'm going to share with you five mindset shifts that I have seen make a massive difference in uh, if you adopt these, you're going to be much more successful working flexibly, working in general, but especially if you're working flexibly. All right, the mindset shift I want you to make first is you need to learn to be kind and stop being nice. I know these words can be used interchangeably. Well, but I want to be both of those. Yeah, well, let me help you. Let me share with you what actually is underneath both of these words. And there is a very, very key distinction that will be game changing for not just how you feel, but also what happens to your career. The word nice is acting in a particular way, usually a pleasing way, in an order for people to like you. This is what they call a self-centered behavior. So you are acting a certain way simply so somebody likes you. Now, of course, there's a biological imperative to this. We lived in tribes knowing that 99% of our brain evolution happened on the savannah. Well, we didn't want the big alpha male to not like us because he might thump us. And we see a lot of these characteristics of us. They've measured them in a lot of other primate animals. So it's a biological imperative. In theory, you want people to like you so you're not kicked out of the tribe. But this behavior is actually rooted in fear because you're worried that if they don't like me, I'm not going to be good enough and I'm going to be kicked out of the tribe. So this behavior inherently comes from a place of fear. Usually too, when you're worried about being nice, you're usually being dishonest to yourself. You're not actually honoring what you want. And people can feel that energetically. When you want to be nice and you say yes, but you really want to say no, and then you get resentful. (laughs) And people can feel that discourse. Like you're saying yes, but I'm not feeling your yes. And so you give off mixed signals. In contrast, I really want you to focus on being kind. Being kind is what they call an other-centered behavior. It's nothing to do with you. You're acting in the best interest of somebody else and also in your, in your own interests out of a sense of love and compassion. And kindness is rooted in love because sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind The kind thing is to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to deliver that by tomorrow because I have another deadline or I'm not available. That's when you're being kind. It's a no. It's a clear decline. You're being very explicit in what you want or you don't want because you know that clarity in this case is kindness. 
Whereas if you're being nice, you will sugarcoat things and you'll 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 be obtuse and you're well I I, I really don't think that under the position and, and nobody understands where you where you stand. So this is the shift that's going to make a big difference. If you can own, because a lot of women say to me, Joe, I it's important to me that I'm nice. You know, I'm a nice person. Yes, but that means you're also a people pleaser. I want you to be kind because then you can be kind to yourself. And that might mean, well, I don't work Fridays and I'm going to be kind to my kids and I'm going to be fully present and switch off and whatever's waiting for me can still be there on Monday. I'm not saving lives. I'm going to be kind to my kids and kind to myself and I'm going to enjoy my day. Whereas if I'm worried about being liked, then I'm going to be on my phone and I'm going to be checking my emails and I'm going to be calling in. So kind, not nice. The next mindset shift I want you to make is to really own your schedule and to not hide it. Now, to clarify, I don't want you to be one of those people, and we've all been in meetings with them, when every single meeting they say, well, I don't work Fridays, you know, I'm part-time, I'm part-time, I'm part-time. It's like saying, oh, shut up. They use it in that case as a weapon. It's in a way to feel significant. I'm part-time, I'm part-time. I don't want you to be that person. But I want you to ensure that everybody you're working with, whether it's for a project or your team or your boss or your stakeholders, they know when you're available and when you're not. And owning your schedule means that you stick to it. This is about holding a boundary. Part-time gets really murky when you try to say, I don't work Tuesdays, and then for two weeks in a row, you dial into a meeting. And then on the third week, somebody puts a meeting in your calendar expecting you to be there and they get really angry at them. And you're going, but but I don't work Tuesdays. Yeah, but you dialed in the last two Tuesdays. So I'm going to now assume that you work Tuesdays. So those boundaries completely dissolve. But when you own your schedule, you're teaching everybody else how to treat you. That is protecting your work hours and saying, these are the hours that I work and then I'm gone. Also, if you are hiding when you're not working and trying to pretend that you are and making you worried about what everybody thinks because you're not working this day. If you are being almost this hiding or deceitful about it, it actually implies shame. And that means that if you're shameful of it and somebody pokes you and says, can you dial into this or can you do this by this day? Because you're so full of shame, you'll capitulate and you'll go and do it. And then you find that you've got this really murky situation where you're not meant to be working Tuesdays, but you actually end up working pretty much every Tuesday. And all you've then done is dock yourself 20% or, or more pay. And then you're still continuing to work the hours. Part of owning your schedule also means you need to be really selective with your time. And when I say this, I know many people who work part-time and they're three or four days in the office are back-to-back meetings. And on the weekends, they get to do their real work. So you have to turn around and say, I cannot spend my three days or four days that I'm working in meetings. I've got to politely decline. So you've got to find your voice and be incredibly selective about where you are putting your time. The third mindset shift I want you to make after being kind and owning your schedule is you need to detach hours worked from output and results. You don't work, 
if you're listening to this, you probably don't work in a factory where you work X hours and produce Y widgets and get paid Z money. When you are directly linked in that way, you're more of a get stuff done person. And I don't want you to be one of those. That is not what a woman of influence is. And I've had part-timers in my team who actually are able to produce more than full-time workers. And there's this growing global trend towards a four-day work week. And there's a lot of reports on it. And they're actually seeing an increase in productivity despite decreasing the amount of time that they're working by 20%. So just because you're working part-time does not mean there should be any impact on your output. And if you are directly correlating, well, I work this and then I get that, you are operating from an old paradigm. Most people know what can happen if you are focused and you're in the zone and you've got to write something or punch something out or do a presentation or work out a document If you're focused and you're in the zone, you can probably pump that thing out in 30 minutes. If you're overwhelmed and distracted and multitasking and ping this an email, the same thing can take you four hours. So as you detach from this, you need to own that, you know what, I can probably do my job in three and a half days when I'm supremely focused. So these are the, this is the mindset shift that you've got to make. Once we detach that, you're not then just making up the hours. So it's that mindset shift that really allows you to step into this, the the decision you've made more fully. After you've now detached from your hours, the next mindset shift that you really need to make, and this is a mindset shift and really a muscle and a skill set, is you need to cultivate your intuition. And as well as cultivate, you need to learn to trust it. As a woman of influence, which is something that I want every woman in the world to be, you need to really build this unshakable confidence and access your deeper inner wisdom, which is something that women have much easier access to than men. What cripples your ability to access your intuition is self-doubt, is overwhelm, is disempowering emotions like guilt and shame and fear. When you can access this intuition that you have, you can make faster decisions. You're not going to be paralyzed and think, oh, do I do this? Or should I do this? What's the next priority? Oh, is that good enough? Oh, maybe I need to triple check it. And that is going to really make a massive difference as your part-time. Hours are important. We've got to make sure that you're able to make quick decisions How do you build this muscle for this beautiful internal guidance system that we all have? And this guidance system says to you, oh, you probably shouldn't send that. Maybe you want to check with so-and-so first. Like, yes, thank you. The list of what you want to do is always going to be big. And so the opportunity for you to get stuck in paralysis or overwhelm is always going to be there. But when you've cultivated this intuition and built up this muscle and learned to trust it and learn to respect it, you'll look at your list and go, what next? And you'll go, that one. And you'll know that that's the thing. You won't, oh, oh, but what about this? And, and, and they're not going to, oh, what, what are they going to think if I do that? And, oh, but I also need to do this. And that paralysis and overwhelm, whether it's conscious or subconscious, is exhausting. 
I don't want you to waste 10 minutes every time you finish something and then have to start something new because that will be leaking hours and hours out of your precious time. So cultivating your intuition is something that I teach women how to do deeply and it literally opens up. It's almost like different radio frequencies or radio stations become available to you. And the trust you have of yourself, the way that you're able to influence others is simply magical. And then lastly, after you're now being kind, you're owning your schedule, you have detached hours from output and you are cultivating your intuition, is the last mindset shift you need to make is you need to claim your personal power. This is something that I talk about a lot with those in my ecosystem. And when you claim your personal power, you own your choices. The key piece I don't want you to fall foul of is to become a victim of circumstance, which when you are working part-time can happen pretty easily because, oh, I wasn't in that meeting. Oh, they made that decision without me. Oh, they didn't run that by me. And it's very easy to blame others and to blame, oh, I shouldn't have gone to the movies with the kids because I really should have dialed into that meeting. It's very easy to get stuck in this disempowering cycle of thinking that, well, if only I work more and maybe I need to do this. When you claim your personal power, which is saying no matter what happens, I'm okay. When you don't take things personally because you're ground in your personal decisions, you own the choices that you make. You're not justifying them anymore. You're saying I choose not to work on Wednesdays. Okay, well, own that choice. Don't then be a victim of, oh, it's Thursday morning. I've got so much to do and I didn't work Wednesday because I felt like I should be with the kids. If you don't want to work part-time, don't work part-time. You have a choice. And if you're doing things because you feel like you have no choice, because you feel guilted into or because you think you should, then you are giving your power away to something or someone else. And that's going to make you feel resentful. It's going to make you feel angry. And when you don't own your decisions, you can't step fully into them. Instead of saying, I'm choosing this right now. This is my choice. And there's so much power in that. And then on the days that you're working, I choose to work right now. I'm not going to feel guilty for it. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. And yes, that happened when I wasn't here. Okay. Doesn't mean anything about me. I'm standing in my power and I move on no matter what I'm going to be okay. As a meaning-making machine, you've got to stop making meaning, usually negative, about everything that happens. Oh, they didn't wait for me. They don't think I add value. These kind of things are a complete waste of energy and time. Claim your power, own your decisions, own your choices, and it will change everything. So that, my friends, is what you need to do. These are the mindset shifts that you need to make in order to really own your part-time and for this to be successful. You can imagine if you're being nice and worried about what others think, your schedule is bleeding and you're not owning it. You still have this really strong belief that a certain number of hours equal output. If you're doubting yourself if you're you you don't have an inner guidance system if you're doing everything based on what everybody else thinks you should be doing that's so confusing 
And when you're a victim of your own circumstances, this results in almost a total collapse. And then you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've gone part-time and it's still not working. So if you're making these decisions, I want you to make them from a place of knowing what to shift, to be nice, to own your schedule, to really separate your hours from your output, to cultivate your intuition, to open up that inner guidance system so you can make faster decisions. This is what's going to massively accelerate your career. It's one of the key traits of a woman of influence. And then claim your personal power. Own your choices. Take complete responsibility for your life and you will start to see all the pieces fall into place. I want you to access that fulfillment, that joy, and mean whatever circumstances you've lined up, I want them to work for you. Thanks for joining us today on the Balance and Beyond podcast. We're so glad you carved out this time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who might need to hear this today. And if you're feeling extra generous, leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice would mean the world to us. If you're keen to dive deeper into our world, visit balanceinstitute.com to discover more about the toolkit that has helped thousands of women avoid burnout and create a life of balance and beyond. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Balance and Beyond podcast.